Welcome to the Art of Transformational Leadership. This is a podcast where we talk to leaders from all walks of life, from entrepreneurs to educators, to discuss their journey, their failures, and their lessons learned that they use to become successful. Stay tuned and learn how to lead with confidence. I'm your host, Libby, and our guests today are Angel and James. Welcome to the show, guys. Super excited to be here. Super blessed to have you. Awesome. So I do have your bios, but I would love for you guys to introduce yourselves because I don't think reading a bio does justice uh, for the person. Awesome. Well, Libby, super stoked to be on today's show. And it's just been a pleasure connecting with you over these last few weeks. Uh, I'm James. I'm a connector, a provider, an initiator something that we learned at a recent conference, how to introduce yourself, um, entrepreneur, husband, and, uh, and overall father, and really big into the cleaning sales space and uh, blessed to do it with uh, my business partner and, and my good friend, Angel, here. Yeah, uh, Angel Sandoval here. Um, I'm a challenger, server, and a connector. Um, those are the three things that categorize me. Uh, first things first, man of God. Um, second is a husband and third is a businessman and entrepreneur. I love figuring things out. I consider myself more of an intrapreneur than an entrepreneur. So I like to get with people that like you two that have the big vision. And then I make sure that we accomplish your vision. So I'm more of an, on the intrapreneur side and I love CrossFit working out and just finding a new version of myself every single day. Awesome. Um, thanks for the great intro. We we met virtually actually through a mutual friend, Jody, who she might be listening. And um, I had out. the pleasure of, <laughs> yeah, she's amazing. Uh, the pleasure of um, being on their podcast uh, earlier this week, and we're having them on ours. But you know, for our listeners that aren't very familiar with you guys, what you guys do, and we'll put some of these um, links in the show notes, but. Tell us about what it is that you guys do exactly for the cleaning industry. Yeah, you know, I think uh, I'll, I'll I'll take the first stab at it here and let Angel fill in any of the gaps. So now I've been working in the cleaning industry for really the last three years, kind of fell into the cleaning industry um, by, we'll call it by fate. Uh, just the grace of God kind of led us here. We really focused on janitorial sales. So we have a company, Day Porter which then transformed into um, a podcast, which is now a new entity called The Profitable Cleaner, which led us to um, an event called Cleaning Profits. And uh, we're about to host our second event. And along the way, we've just been able to meet great people. Angel will have a few gaps to fill in along the story and just partner with great people along the way. So um my expertise is really in now janitorial sales, uh, big on personal development and leadership. And uh, yeah, so, and then obviously now a podcast host over the last two years with The Profitable Cleaner. Angel, what did I miss, man? Yeah, um, basically what we do, right? So for Day Porter, what we've done um, is people come to us and we basically leverage Latin America and we staff their sales development portion and sales enablement side of their business uh, with talent from Latin America. Specifically right now we've grown in Nicaragua, now Bolivia and Spain. And then as far as uh, we're basically just building a little ecosystem really of everything that a commercial cleaning company might need. 
Um, and so that's why I've also joined Usource. Uh, and so it's just, you know, it's a little bit of everything. We have a little ecosystem for all. And, you know, you've seen our podcast and you've seen our events. So now it's like a little mini content company inside of our actual company. Uh, you know, what I mean? but honestly, our biggest thing is pushing the cleaning company CEOs and executive teams into just believing that there's a, a bigger and something better and the best version of them. That's our true obsession. Awesome. I love that. And I'm glad you stopped on that subject. So pushing entrepreneurs and CEOs. Um, and I like it when we, when we don't leave out that CEO, cause a CEO could potentially not be the owner, right? Sometimes CEOs are employees and we've actually had more of the CEOs on our podcast than the actual owners to learn from their struggles and leadership and what were the challenges that they had. Um, but talking about pushing them, um, you know, what do you guys, what do you guys use to push yourselves? Like, uh, I want to hear from each of each of you, because at the level we're at with these multiple projects and businesses and podcasts, and I have not gotten into events because I'm just like, yeah, that's another Let's level. Do one that together. I, Let's put one together. <laughs> we could do one together, <laughs> but I haven't gotten into events yet. But what do you guys, what do you each do to push yourselves? And I want to know, like, what do you do professionally and personally? Because I think that we have another level of entrepreneurism in us um, that, that some people never reach or they don't know how to get to. How do you, what do you guys do? All right. Well, I guess I'll kick, kick this question off. Um, what? I do personally seems to always be evolving. And I think that's probably the biggest thing for me right now is learning that personal development and transformation is 100% a journey and not a destination. And I used to think it was like, okay, this is some sort of a destination. When you reach a certain level, whatever that level is, you'll be happy or then you'll do that. And just really along the way, uh, learning that behavior comes before success. And so what I do is always evolving, but there's a few core things. And, and number one, it's, it's sticking with winners, surrounding yourself with, with people that can help elevate you to a different mindset, a different place in life and, and never being the smartest person in the room. Um, and also being a man of discipline. And when, like I say, discipline, that that's going to mean something different to everyone, but it's being a man of, of spirituality, a man of God, um, a man for that can lead a family and show up. And then also a man that can be accountable and, and, and run in, in a business aspect. And so, you know, there's different things that I think we all do from podcasts and the information we consume, but, and that's great, but it's really putting action behind it. And then really like the last 12 to 18 months for me is like pushing myself physically and I just noticed when like you embody all of those, the spiritual aspect, the business aspect, the physical aspect, and you keep pushing yourself, you form a new identity to who you become and who will I become? I don't know, but I know that there's always growth along the way because I view it in terms of a journey, not a destination. And, and I'm also blessed, man, uh, because Angel, Angel was, has been a big part of my journey. And having a guy going back to the winner aspect, a business partner like Angel, he's always pushing me. We have mentors that push us. So it's really just surrounding yourself with that environment that's able to, to transform you to that next level. 
Awesome. I, uh, before I let Angel go, I want to just, so, um, Dan Martell, right. Um, he's a mentor of mine. Uh, he had said I was at one of his groups and he had said, if you think personal development is expensive, uh, he's like, you should try getting a divorce. <laughs> uh, cause so many people don't want to invest in, don't want to invest in their personal development, their relationship with their spouse. Um, he, and he said on stage, he goes, you should try getting a divorce. And he's like, I guarantee you that's more expensive. So I love how it goes back to you and growing yourself as a person. Uh, cause we can't be a good wife, husband, friend, daughter, son, if we're not good to ourselves. hundred percent. No. So what I do, what I did to, to really like push myself is three areas, uh, faith, uh, investing and expectations. Um, those are the three ways that I push myself. Of course, each of them have a different uh, way of doing it. The first one is faith for me. Like the best way for me to become professional, like a professional or find a different version of me is faith. Because um, I know that there's something bigger. Like if I truly believe that I'm, I'm the son of God and this is my kingdom, then I better act like this is my kingdom and I better go earn my kingdom. So that's the first one. The second thing is investing. I want to get better. I put a lot of money into my, like, since the email James, like, I've maxed out credit cards. I've figured out how the hell I'm going to get in rooms. I love being inside of a room where I make, I almost want to, like, cry out of how uncomfortable I am. Um, so, like, for me, that's the best. I love hanging out with competition. love hanging out with people that do what I do because then I get to see what I, what I don't know about and where I could go. Uh, and the third one, honestly, that pushes me, Livy, is expectations. Also, funny, like, I, a lot of people think they're great, like, they're great husbands or they're great parents or they're great business owners by doing what their job is. This doesn't make any sense. And so for me, it's like, buy with the minimum. exactly. They think that the minimum is the job. Like, they think that the minimum is the goal. The minimum is the job. Growing it requires more than the 100% at your job. And so, like, when, when I got married, as soon as I got married, I joined the CrossFit gym. Month after. Why? You because I know that my wife... Looking oh, good and fit. Hell yeah. Your wife's gonna, yeah. 100%. My wife, I know for a fact, if I could be 200 pounds with this fit, she would love it. So good. As soon as I got married, what did I do? Did that. Joined the CrossFit gym. What's the second thing I did? I put us into a financial plan. Perfect. So paying off all my debt because she's going to want a house at one point. Cool. I figured out what her dream car is, a G-Wagon. And she wants a custom made. That's about $270,000. So I got to go and figure out how to make that. Right? Well, to make that, I can invest. So anyways, my biggest thing is like expectations. As a business partner, it's one thing. He, of course, expects me to do my job, which is like, thank you. But the question is like, can I lead him as well? If I see him falling short and then he sees me crushing it in my health, am I going to make them want to keep up with me? And then I put someone else in front of me that I want to keep up with. That's the main way that I see it. You know? So I love your insight as well, like being in the room. I, um, I had a goal to get inside um, Dan Martell's boardroom. And at the time, they hadn't had a woman in there yet. Um, at the, they didn't, they didn't have a girl in there yet. And, um, I went on a 28 day trip to speak and network and 
to try to get the company's revenue to the goal that I had to get to, to get it to, so that he would let me in. And, um, and when I got in that room, you know, I was so scared and I was so nervous that I like, I wanted to cry. <laughs> um, but I wanted to be in that room because there's people in that room making a hundred, somebody just posted in the Facebook group yesterday, 104 MRR, 104 million MRR. And I'm sitting in that room and I love being in that room. And every time I'm in there, I'm like, what the hell am I doing in this room? Like, what? I don't know how I got here. I don't know why I'm here, but I just love being in here. Um, so I can, that resonates with me. And I just keep moving rooms and, and making myself so uncomfortable that like my husband has to push me onto the plane to go. <laughs> um, and um, it, it's great. And it's what keeps up leveling my, myself. Um, I will say I follow the same thing as you guys, as in, you know, the higher power, whatever that may be, there's something bigger out there than us. I love that. Um, you know, I exercise really well and I do fall off the wagon and then I have to like create a new routine, fall off the wagon. And I think it's okay. Cause we couldn't stay on that wagon every single day. Um, I find that my kids are the ones that, um, throw the wrench in it more than anybody. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> something happens, Amen the kid's up all night sick and then, or, you know, we got travel ball and then you're like, oh, I was working out so good for the last like three months straight. And then all of a sudden we got like something happened or a school event. And you're like, oh, I don't feel like getting up. <laughs> and it's like streak gone. Totally. Um, and I think that's okay. It's okay to fall off the wagon. Um, we're not perfect. And as long as we get back on, that's all that counts. Uh, but yeah. you, I would, left... I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I was gonna say real quick, and that depends on the level of priority. So, like, I have a rule, um, and this might help y'all. It's okay for me to miss a day of workout if it's just placed by a priority on the top. So, my priorities are God, my wife, and then my workout, the self, Wait and till business. You have kids. So, oh, I. I will worry about that when that happens. 100. I'm sure the priorities shift. Right? Like I've seen it with James. So like, but I'm down to miss a workout if it means that I'm going to date night. I'm okay with missing date night if it means that I gotta go to service, right? And so we are. have priorities that that's how I kind of stack them. If that makes sense. So here, let me let me add to that. So actually, I haven't even told Angel this. So I have a cousin. Uh, I'm actually starting. It's kind of funny how relationships evolve. I have a cousin I wasn't close with growing up, but now in our adult life, we became close because values align, right? Like his personal development, he doesn't do anything in business, but he's big on personal development, big on fitness, big on health. And he told me something really good about a month and a half ago. And it was like, God was speaking to me because my, my, my schedule became crazy. He said, you know what, James, I've decided not to opt in to taking days off because life will force you to take days off. So every time I don't feel like working out, I still got to prioritize it and work out because I know life is going to throw a curveball at me to where like, I just can't like a, a sick child or whatever, a crazy schedule to where like, I literally just can't. So like life's actually going to give me the days off. And so I'm opting out to like, if there's, if my life's, let's say semi-normal, not as chaotic, I go um, because life's going to give me that day off. And like this last week, my wife's been out of town. I've been at home. Uh, I have a six and a three-year-old and I've had to adjust my workouts. Like yesterday, I 
I messed up a meeting time with Angel and I was like, Hey, sorry, man. I had to work out from 9.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. when I'm really a 4.30 a.m. type of workout guy. And I'm like doing like home workouts and it's like because it's my priority and I just had to pivot it and adjust because tomorrow I could have two kids with 100 degree fevers and life does give me that day off. So it's just a different perspective, but I think that's growing into the identity of who you want to become because just 12 months ago, I would have been like, oh, wife's out of town this week. I got a week off. But now it's like, no, <laughs> we, 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 we make it all, we make it work now. And I, and I love that. And I felt so now, you know, I'm involved in running about three companies. And if I wasn't putting these priorities in that order, like what you guys mentioned, if I wasn't putting my health in that priority, my relationships, um, there's no way I could do this. Like, there's no way we have to be running. And you guys too, you, you listed three different projects, companies you have going on. Like, there's no way that you could do that because you have to run at like prime capacity. One of the best things I ever did is I gave up sugar and carbs. Uh, I'm almost on two years now. Talk about mental clarity and energy to work from like nonstop. Everybody's like, what is she on? And my husband's like, nothing she doesn't eat carbs and sugar so she's just like like a what about caffeine Did you, do you do caffeine still no i do caffeine still okay yeah. so caffeine no sugar and no carbs i like it and you just have this mental clarity that comes with it and so much energy that it's insane and i did it to lose weight and i did i lost 50 pounds doing it but then the doctor was like okay thank you let's go yeah, the doctor like, James lost thirty five too, so I love it. You guys, there's a bunch of winners over here. Jesus, I love it. And you know, the doctor was like, "You can add it back," and I'm like, "No, I love what it's done for my brain. It's it's amazing." So that's crazy Alex, that your doctor said, "Can you add it back?" By the way, I'm sorry, I love your doctor, but hell no. Why would you like if you finally got out of sugar and 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 carbs? I mean, you know, carbs is a uh, it depends, but but sugar for sure. Uh, one of the my blessings was becoming diabetic three and a half years ago. I became a type two diabetic, and I had to shift my. Now I'm not. Just we're on the same page. I'm pre-diabetic now, and by the end of the year, I know for a fact I'll be normal because it's an acquired thing. So I acquired it. I dropped everything that 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 got me to acquire it. So I love that you cut out sugar because that's what I do. The only thing I do take I do take carbs. That's just because I do all this. Weights and CrossFit, and I, I, I love, I, I need the carbs, but but I love that you cut out sugars. Yeah, um, and I think James may be frozen on us, but we can keep going. Um, oh, am I? <laughs> it's okay, but we can hear you. The video, yeah. Um, so I want to switch gears because you had ended on, you know, what you do, what your routine, how do you keep yourself like personal, professional, um routine and you talked about you wouldn't have been you you wouldn't be able to keep this partnership going right because if 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 you know you're leaving James behind or you're doing something and he's not keeping up and i want to talk about that i want to talk about the struggles or the difficulties working with a partner I mean, yeah, we can talk about that. What can do you? Which which can would you like to open? You tell us which topic is specific, and we may be super transparent. We got nothing to hide and nothing to hold. Well, back. 
So, you know, to be honest, I had a partner in my software. Um, he'd helped me, and we talked about this on our podcast. He'd helped me launch it, uh, the original version. He helped me launch it. And the, one of the reasons why we broke up was we grew differently. Um, I was doing all this travel and speaking. I was meeting people and I was up leveling certain parts of myself. And we weren't doing that at the same time. And, and he honestly felt like uh, one, um, I was, uh, growing in a different direction and that there was no place for him anymore. And it really hurt my mm. feelings. It was, it was hard. Um, it really hurt my feelings. It was hard. And, um, you know, I, I want to hear from you guys and it hurt my feelings as far as like, what did I do wrong? Like that someone doesn't want to work with me. Like I, I kind of yeah. was like, I need to check yourself Libby. Cause someone doesn't want to work with you. What did I do? And I don't, you know, a lot of people said it's not necessarily what you did is you guys just grew differently. So what are some of the things you guys do to stay on the same page or what are the, some, some of the struggles you encounter and what do you do to fix that? What do you do to make it easier? Because a lot of people have business partners. It's a great conversation. I mean, I yeah, say that James is my, my, I say that I'm James's wife sometimes, but in business, of course, <laughs> you know, but James, I'm going to let you, I have a feeling that you have more to say about this than I do, um, probably. But we've gone through it. Um, I'll let him start it. I need to get my thoughts together here. So, so I'll preface with this. So Angel is my third business partner ever, and I'm really blessed. Uh, I've been a part of two businesses prior to the businesses I'm involved with Angel, and I've been blessed with great business partners. The other two businesses, they were small businesses. They both got acquired. And so like, I'm fortunate coming into this partnership with Angel that I, I've been a part of partnerships that have worked. Um, now what's different is I was friends with those guys before being partners and then we became partners and that complicated a lot of things, but it was still a success. It was a lot more friction. Rockefeller has a good quote, like, don't do business with friends, do good business with good people and become friends, something along those lines. Right. And that's actually my story with Angel. So Angel and I didn't know each other. We just started doing business together. And then we became friends along that journey. Um, Angel and I are very different. Uh, we're, we're very different. Angel's, um, he likes to travel. He likes to get out there. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Like we align in value. But in terms of um, like interest and how we conduct things, we are polar opposite. Like Angel gets, it goes, I think it's really important for anyone listening. You have to know what fuels your partner's bucket and then what drains it. So like what fuels Angel is like, he loves the work. He loves the grind. He's a marathon runner. And like, that's freaking awesome. I'm the exact opposite. Um, I get drained. I'm not an 80 hour a week entrepreneur. I'm not like hustle till you die working at 8:30 at night. I'm a sprinter. That's what fills my bucket. So like Angel and I have had to have conversations of like hey, this is this is like where I'm at at life. This is what fuels me and I'm the exact opposite. This is what fuels me. And I think just being open about like what fuels you guys so you're clear on on how to support that other person is really important as long as your values align. Now your values have to align. If they don't align, then you're in trouble. Now they don't have to be like identical, 
right? But they have to align in terms of core principle. And I think that's key. Um, I hate traveling. I've traveled the most I've ever done this year due to business. We've been doing it with Angel. When we travel, it's great, but I hate traveling. If it was up to Angel, I don't want to speak for him, but like he doesn't mind that at all, right? Like, or at least a lot less than I do. I would be um, a digital nomad all day, baby. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like we're different in that aspect, but we align on the core vision, on the on the core beliefs of what it takes to be successful. A big piece to my health journey is thanks to Angel. Like I lost 35 pounds last year because like we, well, one, I hadn't like acted on that belief, but I believed in that belief, if that makes sense. And thanks to Angel, I started acting and look at the end result, man, I'm, I'm fucking blessed. I got a partner like that. Right. He leveled me up in that sense. Um, and so, yeah, we have our differences for sure. But I think the cool thing about Angel and I is, uh, we're really good about being honest with each other and we're really accountable. So like, if I come at him sideways or I feel like something's off with him, we can say that to each other and then we can discuss it. And I, I know, I know at the end of the day, my partner's intentions are always genuine. I know that for a fact. And I've known that with all three of my partners. And if your part partner's intentions are genuine, then, and you guys align, you guys can be different and figure it out. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll jump. Uh, do you want to jump ahead. in before I jump in? Well, the only thing I was going to say, well, I was going to say a few things, but the main one was I feel like me and Angel could be like sisters or brothers from another mother. Totally, totally. Travel, work ethic, 80 hours. It's the Latina or Latino in us, like hustle, man. 100%. <laughs> I agree with that. It is that hustle. It, 100%. 100%. You know, it's been funny to do this with James because – uh, in another venture, we do have another partner, and it's really similar. It's just shifting. It's always shifting, right? And me and together here, like you said, learning, there's three things, like rules. One, and we tell this to our team, understand the intention. Understand it, believe it, and repeat it. Like, what is the intention? Why is this person doing business with me? And why did he choose me? And why did I choose him? Like, that is so important. Again, it's similar to, like, marriage. If the right intention's there, life is going to be chaotic. Emotions are going to be things. Things are going to be said. That's normal. The question is, can you always go back to that core intention? I don't know for a fact that one of James's intentions is to help help me be as wealthy as I want to be, because he has more he has more experience, more real estate has been acquired that I've never been through. So I know that that's one of his intentions to me. So I'm okay with exchanging his intention of that for my my purpose of working 80 hours i don't care if james works 30 hours 20 hours so if james wants to take a week off i don't care because that's not why i have him as a partner i don't have him as my partner to work i have him as my partner to keep me focused on making sure that i don't concur a bunch of credit card debt make a mess with my financials don't have a financial advisor because i will do that i'm okay with that does that make sense like i remember one one two scenarios uh really 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 well one, I was struggling um, with my partner, and I really wanted to just do something spontaneous before he got married. And I remember James just sent me money out of nowhere, um, and he's like, "Go, go to Disneyland." Remember, we're we're together, we're in Kansas, and he's like, "I was oh, like, yeah, dude, I really right. wanna." I was like, "Dude, it's in my dream board to take her to Disneyland, but I can't afford it right now." And then he just fucking sent. I'm sorry for cussing. He just sent me um, two thousand dollars, and he's like, "Now you can." 
and I bought the tickets right there and sent them to my wife. We hadn't been to Disneyland together. It was the best thing ever, right? Vice versa, I remember one day, you know, suppose I moved to Denver for seven months, by the way, before moving back to Houston and we made the most out of the seven months together. I remember him, we were supposed to co-work uh, in the office. And again, his priorities are different than mine, right? If I fight with my wife, I can work that day personally because I just, I'm a, like a hustle. James, if something goes down in life like that, the last thing he wants to do is work. He's got to get his mind right. And that's just his process. I know that. So I remember that one time he shows up and he's sitting there in the office and I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, what the hell? I was like, dude, we're not going to get anything done. Something seems off. He, uh, he tells me how him and his wife had this altercation. And so my first thought was then let's work. He's like, but let's keep working. And I was like, no, here's what we'll do. And I went home and he took his wife to a, like a, like a lunch date and I took care of the kids and we Aww. shut down business for the day. And it was that a good was time. So it, was, it, was a, it was a great time. But I knew that if I could get him to focus on what was important in his life and I gave up what was important for me, which is a hustle in the moment, the next day we're going to make back where we were going to work, quote unquote, and, and lose back. So I just think it's learning that scenario and having tough conversations. I mean, we've gotten in and fun arguments and, raise our voices at each other and we know that the intention's there. So we just go back to why is he calling this not out? We call it, right? We don't call people that, we call people up to their potential. So that's something that we we always uh, uh, do for each other. Totally. So and Libby, I love that. I, I, you sorry, I was go just ahead. gonna add real fast, like there's a level of respect and like I'll even say love at this point uh, for one another to where like business is cool, but like if business went away today, I still want to be involved in Angel's life. And I think that's a really good spot to be in with a business partner. Now there's some business partners that you're very transactional with, right? And that's understood. I guess this has evolved at least with uh, Angel and I to a different level. Like my family loves Angel. I, I, I hope Angel's family loves me, um, et cetera. So it's yeah, you're like, at my wedding, it, right? Yeah, business is just kind of like what we do now. Um, but if business goes away, um, let's make that successful. But like, we still have a kinship there, which is which is really important. And I'll add one thing. Last thing, you got us in the right topic. The right topic. I don't know. <laughs> I love this topic. <laughs> last thing I'll say on this. I am more committed, and I've told this to James, like, he's the visionary of the business. I can do vision, but that's not my thing, right? I love working. Like, you tell me what the end goal is, and then I'll map it out for you. You don't worry about the how, you don't worry about, just worry about why and what. I'll worry about how and when we get it, right? That's my rule here. Um, but it, it's, uh, the one thing I was going to say is I know his goals more than he remembers his own goals and he knows my goals more than I remember my own goals. So trust me, when I, if I see him slacking anywhere, like I will call him out just because I'm officially committed to his goals. So I always tell the team, don't tell me your goals. Don't talk to me about them. Don't tell me your problems either, unless you're ready to do something about them. That's like my one promise. And I know exactly his goals. I know how he wants to look. I know what he wants to make, where he wants to get that house by the lake, by when with the kids. When I know that. So I'm like, I got to move fast because if I don't move fast, then he doesn't get it. If he doesn't get it, then I don't get mine. 
So it's not about me. It's about him. It's about us. So there you go. Awesome. I, um, I do love this topic because, you know, I do own another software and I have partners in that software. I'm not the sole owner. Um, and you know, it, you can have kind of like, uh, imposter syndrome or your ego gets to you when, when one, it doesn't work out like with the one that didn't work out for me, but you guys brought up so many points that, um, that while you were talking about it, we didn't have, like, we didn't have that. Um, you, you could say you're open, but if you're not really open, you know, you, you, you feel that later. Um, sharing your goals. I love the fact that you share each other's goals. Do you guys meet regularly or when do you share those goals? Like, how do you share them? Um, There's a little well, bit more technical, was like, but I- End of year, like beginning of the year, almost like if you're doing your year resolutions or whatever, like he knows what mine are for the year. I know what his are. And if they change, we just kind of check in quarterly. Um, but again, it's more bigger picture goals than than your immediate goals. Does that make sense? So this is like the bigger vision of what he has with his family uh, with his, about his life versus I want to lose 10 pounds. If he wants to lose 10 pounds and he tells me I'll make him lose 10 pounds, that'll be real easy. I'm thinking, oh, I'm in a six pack. I want this. I'm like, okay, well, that's, that's, that takes about a year. Okay, two years. How do I get there with them? You know, um, but how do we check them? I, we have quarterly calls, honestly, but we talk every day, but we have quarterly calls with our fractional CFO, uh, quarterly calls with ourselves. And then we for sure uh, together once uh, do mastermind calls, whether I go over there uh, to Denver or we meet up at an event or something. Like we take those moments to really like talk it. All we do it all within that one time frame that we're together. Two days, I go in and we just... I mean, I'm talking, I make them do what I do, Libby, which is like, we'll freaking go from six in the morning workouts all the way to like eight, 9 p.m. just for two days, nonstop, almost like um, like an escape room, almost like if you were to do an escape when, room with your team, you can't get out until you get out. When Angel and I get together, I, I find it funny. Every time I'm with Angel in person, we don't sleep. It's just like, I mean, and in, in a good way, because we're up at... You know, I mean, we just recently were in El Paso and his hometown. We were up at 4.30 in the morning because we had to CrossFit at 5. And then we were, you know, in this case, we were at an event. But, like, we're going to go to Nicaragua here in, like, three weeks. I know those four days in Nicaragua, we're with our team. But him and I have a five-hour plane ride together. Boom. We make the most of that plane ride. It's mass. We don't have headphones on. It's masterminding, right? Um, and then when when the team goes away or goes to bed, Angel and I will be up debriefing on what just happened that day. Like, it's like, it's, it's kind of like, I, I actually really do as much as I'm a sprinter, not a marathon runner. When I am with Angel in person, I love that marathon. I just, he marathons every damn day. I, I like those marathons though with Angel. It's about a quarterly basis. Some way, somehow we're face to face and we, we just make the most of the time together. Um, you know, I, I love the topic because you had mentioned something, James, um, you know, I said you've had the luck of every partner that you've chosen has worked out. Do you feel that has more to do with your choices or you being able to be flexible or 
you know, lead or coach or, um, you know, the ability to kind of work with others versus did you just have, did you make three right choices? Were they the right people? Or do you feel it was your ability to kind of, you know, um, adapt? Well, I think that's a really, that's an interesting question. It's a really great question. Um, I don't truly know, but I will say there's some common characteristics. Um, and I'm going to simplify this for everyone. At the end of the day, I want to do good, good business with good people. It's just that simple. So like, I actually start at the heart of the person. Do I believe they're a good person? Are they in good, good in business? We're going to find out, right? We're going to find out, but do I believe you're a good person? Like you're not going to screw me over. I trust you with bank account information. I comfortable with you being around my family. Like, like if you check the box of being a good person, then we're going to find out if you're good at business. Um, and fortunately for me, I've done business with great men. And, um, I'll tell you this out of those, out of my three business partners that I've had, um, there's ones that are more skilled than the others. That's for sure. But again, it comes down to intention. Each one of my business partners, their intention has been to, to put their best foot forward. And a lot of times that's all you can ask. Like if you see your business partner putting in the effort, doing the best that they can, I believe positive momentum comes out of that. So is it me? Not really. I really think the one good thing I've been able to do is just identify, like, do I believe that person's a good person? And then we'll figure out if we're good at business together because business is a contact sport. It's also a team sport when you're in a partnership. So, you know, Angel and I are way different partners three years into this than we were, were year one. We've gotten better ourselves at business and it's just an evolving thing. If, if it's okay, I'll give you some context. I actually think that, um, one, I don't even know if he chooses them. I think we choose him. I don't know if that makes sense, but I don't think James didn't approach me to be his business partner. I approached him to prove myself to him. Does that make sense? He, I was working at a job and he was just like, Hey, you need, you need to do your own thing. And I was like, I can't afford it. And then he's like, no, you can, here's a job offer. Come on down. Let's do this together. So he like, when he first started, he took pay out of his own pocket to put him, to put me around him. Because he knew that I had the skills, which is wild, right? Which yeah. I don't take lightly. And he started paying me what my regular job was paying me, which was not a little bit, just so that I could be around him. And then I started helping when I went in, I noticed they definitely didn't have the skill sets that I had, but he, he knew how to guide it. So like, this is going to sound crazy a little, but we've been business partners now for a bit and I don't even have access to our bank information. I don't know how, like, if you ask me, can you write me up an invoice or can you make this the, I don't know how. That makes, that sounds crazy. Somebody listening is going to be like, are you serious, bro? This is your name. On it. This is your business. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't fall under my, we have a fractional CFO for it. I don't need to know this. Like we're good because that's not my role here. You know what I mean? And now my role is put money back in his account. Because he put money into my account. Now I got to go put money in his account. This is the gamification of of all of this. And I personally think like he has skill sets that I don't have. But he just keeps me grounded. He keeps me human. Because if not, I will turn into a machine. Like that, like I will become a machine. My employees know it. 
they sometimes are like, damn, Angel's so harsh. Oh, Angel. And then he just goes, no, 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 sorry. He's just busy right now. Like, he's he's trying to figure out point A through point Z. Like, let me tell you what he actually meant. And that's almost like, a lot of the time that seems real with the team. It's more like, hey, yeah, this is what he actually meant. This is what he said. This is what he meant. This is what he said. And then eventually he'll ground me back up. And I'm like, oh, sorry, sorry. I went on a, you know what that is like, Libby. You're just yeah, no, I'm laughing because the crazy person. I, you know, when I first started the company, when I first started organize it, um, I had to work on my people skills. So I come from a long line of entrepreneurs. Like I've never been an employee. I've had other businesses prior, but the cleaning company was, it was a different company because it was people. It was people driven. It was customers, like uh, technicians. And so it was so people driven and I'm laughing at you, Angel, because I had to like work on my way I communicated with people because it was too direct and it came off harsh. It came off like I didn't care about them, but in reality, I care so much about them is why I work so hard, but it didn't come off that way. And, um, I remember one of my first employees from when I opened the cleaning business, she stayed with me for like three or four years. She was great, but she put me in check. She's like, I know that you mean well, but you need to like, before just telling one of the technicians, Hey, I need you to go do this. Say, Hey, good morning. How's your day? <laughs> um, and it's not that I didn't care. It's just, I need to get it out of my head as fast as possible. There's another thing going on and the thought process, something else I'm trying to work on and I just need to get it out or I'm going to forget it. Um, no. And so, <laughs> you know, that was a, a learning moment for me and I still to this day struggle with it. Um, Marilyn and Miguel are both on this listening because they helped me produce it. And um, Miguel is my tech assistant and Marilyn is my executive assistant. And when I interviewed them, I warned them. I said, you know, I might miss your birthday and I won't, and I don't mean to, but unless you remind me, like my brain is going a hundred miles an hour um, and I won't remember. And it's not because I don't care. It's just, there's so many decisions to be made every day. And then on top of that, like there's kids and you're, you know, you have partners like spouses and, um, I know exactly, Angel, what you're talking about. And, you know, you're lucky that you have your partner, James, that kind of keeps you in check. Uh, I'm actually pretty transparent about it. So I'm hoping the employees try to keep me in check because <laughs> I know it's a fault. And so I always bring it up like, um, you know, I'm sorry if I'm doing this or I'm sorry if I come off this way. One of the things that hurt my feelings the most when we were going through the EOS process, we had, I had hired an implementer. And we were going through the leadership two-day training and we were doing the people analyzer and they were going around the room and they were plus minusing everybody. And I got a minus on caring from a few people and I like wanted to cry, but you can't say anything, right? You can't do anything because they're being open. They're being vulnerable. You just send us that. I want to, I want to do that. I want to see that. That's, that's amazing. I, I, like, I want to go through the EOS. Yeah. I've been wanting to do it. Oh man. That's a whole nother, like we could just talk about that for hours. So I've had implementers. Um, we've been running on EOS and organize it for about three years, four years. I have an EOS fractional integrator for Woot Recruit. Uh, so all the companies we have run on EOS. 
we love it. But when I was going through that process, that was like another one of those moments that I remember sitting at that table thing, saying, my employees think I don't care. And that was one of our core values. And I was like, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> and um, so I can so relate to that. And I, I was appreciative that they were open enough to do that. So um, we need to wrap up soon, but I want to leave with, I want each of you to give like, what is your best piece of leadership advice where maybe somebody that's newer or even not new, maybe it's the difficult situation or conversation. What is your go-to? It could be a leadership book, a leadership thought process. Like how do you hold that, that leadership skill when it's times get hard or they don't think there's light at the end of the tunnel? How do you come out with that confidence to be a great leader. That's such a, that's such a strong question. I'm just going to kind of let God speak through me right now for what's coming through my heart and my mind. Um, in terms of tactical stuff, if you guys want uh, a good book that really changed my life, um, Jocko Willink, Extreme Ownership. It's a great book on leadership um, written by an admirable Navy SEAL, but it's not a, it's not a military book. It's a leadership book, uh, extreme ownership. Uh, that's something tangible that you can do today. You can listen to on YouTube or whatever. Um, I'm also going to give a shout out to our good friend partner. He's teaching at our event here in September, Yagala Dotto. Um, I met him through angel angels and a mastermind with him. Yagala Dotto. Um, I've been able not to just see what he provided, to our attendees at our event, but his take on leadership is really, really infectious. In you can check him out on LinkedIn, find him through us. Um, but I've been a, able to attend a few of his trainings. Um, love his take on it. Um, at the end of the day though, if you want to be confident as a leader, you got to be, I think two things you got to be, it starts with self leadership. So you got to be confident as you, so you got to fulfill the promises you make to yourself getting up at that time, you get your ass up at that time. Uh, you're going to go to bed and journal the night before or whatever the commitment is you made to yourself. You do that. You start with the small things fulfilling to yourself because if you can't manage yourself, you can't lead someone else. And then I think it comes down to intention. Like you really do have to care about the other people winning. Like you have to care about the other people winning. We lead people virtually in Nicaragua would have been really easy for Angel and I three years ago to be like, oh, they're VAs. I hate the term VAs. I hate the term virtual assistants because so do it, I. to me, yeah, it just makes so them feel like not real people. But then it's like, no, Elia Maurice, our employee relations manager is a real person in a tough situation. And our goal is to make her three, five grand a month to make her believe that she can achieve something so incredibly valuable and that has you have to care about that at some point to bring in the other people along ahead of you not just with you and um i think you really just have to be intentional with like caring for people awesome. what before i answer this what was the question again i want to make sure that i hit hit it right on point especially if this Angel's is the way we're going to exit about the next thing <laughs> no no i have my answer but i want to make sure that this is the actual i want to make sure that it, it makes sense 
No, uh, my question was, is do you have any tips for somebody just starting out or maybe not even starting out? They're just struggling that there's light at the end of the tunnel. What are some of your leadership go-to either books or tactics that, that you, where you find the confidence to lead? To lead with confidence. Okay. Yeah, totally. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. I just want to make sure that I was going to, uh, one, I think what the two, the book and your golf, um, he keeps me on check. I think that's always awesome. But you said to keep light at the end of the tunnel, one perspective and my mental frameworks are the most important things you could do. If, if you're in a dark spot like that, right? Uh, because if you really think about it, there, there's not really darkness there's only just lack of light and so if you're trying to figure out what the light at the end of the tunnel is it just means you're grateful enough for what's already around you so first first tip and tactic perspective and gratitude first gratitude. one okay. my, my sister's a nun and she's a nun in italy and one of her prayers is always um hey god if anybody's going through darkness i ask you that you give me darkness so that you can give them a sense of light so she literally prays for suffering just so that somebody else can finally relieve themselves from it. And, but that, that's, that she can only do that from a from a position of perspective, gratitude and, and power. Right. So one, that would be my first one. The second one is just get real, man. Now let's get, now let's move away from it. Get real, do an actual audit of where you're at. Self-check. You want to see how, yeah, hell yeah. Like one of the best things Andy Elliott said is like, hey, message all your team members and ask them who their mentors is. And, and if your name is not there, then you're not. Yes. Fuck. And sorry for cousing. My mind. One. Yes. Two, ask your wife, are you, is this what your ideal husband will look like, what he makes and what it is? No? Cool. Make a list of what that would actually be. If you had the dream husband, what would that be? Now, like, like most people don't want to ask those questions because they just, well, it's because, you know, it's not about the looks. It's about the inside. Of course, it's the inside. And of course, that's why we're married. You know my intentions and my character. But if you're going to be married with me for the next freaking 60 years, let me give you something you at least want to brag about. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's the second thing. So, like, one, grateful perspective. Two, get real. Check yourself and have others check you. Because one of my mentors said, if you just check yourself, what are the no it's how others see you and how others perceive you that is even more important that's awesome guys i love that because i think as entrepreneurs um we do get lonely and we live in this fake world that we've created for ourselves, and sometimes our egos can get a little in the way which um can cause a a, a huge problem with you know, self-checking ourselves appropriately. So have a friend, you know, check you as well is, is a great perspective. Um, thank you guys so much. I loved, I loved having you guys, um, on the show and, you know, I just want to thank both of you, Angel and James, uh, for being a guest on the art of transformational leadership podcast. So we'll quick, cause I know we got to jump off. What's next for our viewers or listeners. What's next? Such a, you, you got some good questions, by the way. I've got some time. And man, that was a good question. Uh, what's next for us personally or the business yeah. or both? Or both or whatever you want to share. What's next for our listeners? What can they expect Angel or James to be doing or seeing you at? I know you guys have an event coming up. 
Yeah, so what's next as far as Dave Porter goes? Um, we're actually going to, and we're going to have a conversation with you, Livy. We actually um, want to extend into the residential cleaning space now, as far as the company goes. Not We've only done commercial cleaning, um, but we have such a good workforce in recruiting and operations and sales that you know, we're thinking of residential. So we'd love to have just some conversations with people. Not them yet, some conversations. Um, as far as in residential. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I know. Well, so we, we're beta testing two right now, two residential cleaning companies. And so that's why maybe I was trying to have a conversation with you. So that's what's coming next and for us. And, and uh, what's coming next. And the land, you're right. We do the, we're doing landscaping. You're correct. Nice. The, um, second thing that you can expect to us is content. Um, content, content, content. Our events coming. We're doubling down in the community. Going on in the industry, we are not going anywhere. We're actually going to just put more money um, into it. So, respect the co content, respect the, I don't want to call it influencer because I don't think it's the right way, but just we're going to bring more experts, more people, and just make more, more impact in the industry. Those are the two. Outside of that, we have our Broncos Texans game to attend together in uh, December 3rd. If anybody's here in Houston and wants to go, but I don't know if that's a good. We'll be at ISSA. We've never been to ISSA. We're oh, going to be I'll in be ISSA, ISSA for the first time. Yeah, I'm a speaker oh, there at ISSA. Cool. Yeah. Oh, well, so we'll oh, get to meet so to take a picture at ISSA. Yes. Vegas. That's what's out. next. <laughs> a video of Louis um, James and I working out. That's what's next. Yes. In ISSA. At 4.30 in the morning. Boom. Um, so I love the content. I have this saying that, you know, content is king, but context is God. And hmm. I love your speaker lineup. <laughs> I love your speaker lineup for your um, event because definitely the context is there. You guys are going to have oh, some great um, content to produce from there. Okay, guys, so we'll go ahead and wrap up. I want to thank our listeners. So if you are struggling in this area that we call leadership, uh, you can always visit LibbyD.com. And we have some free trainings on there. We have the five pillars of culture. And actually, some of the things that we talked about today are taught in that free webinar. So you can jump on there and download that for free. If you enjoyed our show today, please tell a friend, tell a business owner, tell a CEO or an entrepreneur um, about it and share it. Thank you for joining us on this journey towards becoming a transformational leader. Keep inspiring positive change in the world.